Hello, welcome to Spoilers, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, <laughs> it's a new series we might be trying out. It might be just a one-time thing. Uh, hey, Pappy. Hi, Mikey. How you guys doing? Very well. Mikey, are you... <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to try to keep this quick. I think uh, we have three topics, and we're going to spend three minutes on each. The first one, so starting now, Pappy, tell us about the new movie, The Florida Project, which you saw in theater. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I saw the new film distributed by A24 called The Florida Project. Uh, I told Mikey about it. It's basically like uh, white people moonlight in Orlando. It's a really hard watch, but it's one of the best like color palettes and like looking movies I've seen in a really, really long time. Uh, and I think Willem Dafoe is going to get a Best Actor nomination for sure for it. Define color palette. Like, what do you? Can you describe that a little bit more? Yeah, I, the movie, like the the hotel itself, is a very bright purple. But like everything in this movie is kind of like. I mean, if you've ever been to Florida, like it's got this like cheesy touristy feel throughout the whole movie, and uh, the family is basically like very poor living in a hotel and it's about their struggles and eventually the mom ends up losing the kid in the final scene um and actually actually just to spoil it the very final scene is fucking nuts because like this whole like build up like these two girls form a friendship and they run off and like they run into disney world and i'm pretty sure it's like unauthorized footage that's shot in disney world and it's really crazy stuff it like looks like it's like being secretly filmed in Disney World. We're about halfway through your time. I don't think you actually touched on what you meant by color palette, though. Just that the hotel was purple. I mean, no, there's like like all these cheesy bright colors throughout the whole movie. Like there's like a ice cream stand. It's got like bright brown and bright purple. Like the clothes they wear are all like brightly dressed. It kind of looks like a Wes Anderson movie. Like the attention to detail. Like it's just. I mean, like every shot is like a painting which is kind of a cliche the only thing i would say is like the story's a real drag like you watch the mom go from like being a stripper to becoming a prostitute and become because she's a prostitute she loses her daughter and like william defoe is like the manager and like busts this and it's sad uh what do you give it a yes or no it's a yes for me dog you still have a little bit of time here i want to know more about losing the kid what do you mean by losing the kid like the uh, child protective services like comes in and takes her away. Oh, I thought you meant she died. No, 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 no. But like in the very final scene, though, like so, child protective services is coming, and then, like she like escapes with her best friend. But like the whole like last sequence is like crazy shot because it's like it's like they cut out like every three out of ten frames, so it's like super jumpy, like looks super fast, but they like sneak into Disney World allegedly I guess and like it shows him like walking around Disney World and it's like you've never seen anything like this in a movie and it's like given the fact that the mom was literally just like whoring out five minutes ago in screen time like it's there's no way Disney approved of that footage it's cra- it's nuts if that if Florida Project is the good Suburbicon is the bad Chuck Freebie segue uh, let's go to Mikey Mikey you saw Suburbicon why don't you tell us a little bit about that one? Three minutes. This is the 
Uh, like Pap's movie, uh, this movie is also a real drag, uh, but in all of the worst ways. Uh, I just want to point out that first of all, it was false advertising. The marketing for this movie made it seem like it was a revenge film uh, for Matt Damon's character, but uh, really, Matt Damon is kind of the antagonist of the movie because he he has a wife, Julianne Moore, who is crippled. And she also has a twin sister, also played by Julianne Moore. And he hires hitmen to kill his crippled wife so he could leave the country with uh, the other sister. And this whole plan kind of falls apart around him while he's trying to collect insurance money. And these mob guys that he hired are are trying to uh, get the money that he owes them. Uh, They end up killing the second sister they kill the original sister uh it's just it tries to be a black comedy and there's also a a second narrative going on about this black family in this white uh suburban neighborhood that is like racially profiled which connects to matt damon's story in no way whatsoever it just felt forced and it was i don't know it ended up having no resolution in the end and it was just a waste of time really and it was like directed by George Clooney it was produced and written by the Coen brothers so I went into it expecting something so much better than what I saw and I was just so disappointed yes or no it's a hard no and I've been reading the reviews and all of them are, are no's I haven't seen one positive review for this movie what's the uh, Rotten Tomato score right now the last I saw it was like 26% or something. It was definitely under 30. So you have a little bit of time here. Can you talk about the color palette a little bit? <laughs> Maybe not. Fuck but also, yeah. to spoil the ending? I'm just joking about it. Uh, to spoil the ending, uh, Matt Damon also has a son who kind of like figures out uh, this whole plan with the mob boss. And uh, the second sister, Julianne Moore, who... Uh, is trying to leave with Matt Damon is she has to try to get rid of this kid in some way so they can escape with no strings attached so she was going gonna poison him with uh the sandwich that she crushed up a bunch of pills and stuff in but uh it kind of backfires after she dies and Matt Damon sits down at the table and unknowingly eats this sandwich um it's like a Romeo and Juliet ending yeah, like, Matt Damon is having a conversation with his kid, like, you can either call the cops, and I can kill you right now or something, or you can shut your mouth and we can all leave the country together. So this kid just, like, says nothing for this five-minute scene, and then Matt Damon is munching on the sandwich, and then, like, the very next scene, this kid is just flipping through channels on the TV, and Matt Damon is, like, face down in this sandwich, dead. It was super unsatisfying. It actually sounds kind of funny, but that is the three minutes um, for the good, the bad, and now the ugly. I thought we'd give three minutes to our good friend Kevin Spacey. Uh, Pappy, what was your Whoa. just quick take on what his? Yeah, go ahead. No, you you should lead off these three minutes. I think that Kevin Spacey was 
called out by another actor for sexually assaulting him at a very young age, 14. And uh, Kevin Spacey wrote a, quote, apology in it saying that he was probably drunk, he probably doesn't remember, but hey, everyone, I'm gay. Like, that was how he came out. Complete deflection. That's the crux of it. Like, the, the, the apology is so weird. Like... Like he he's saying like if I did it I must have been drunk. It's like not plausible excuse. It's so strange. I don't even think you can call it an apology. He did not admit to it, right outright. No, he didn't. And then he kind of he kind of threw his coming out also in there as well to kind of deflect. Like he said, it's just like kind of took all the steam out of this story i guess but pocket sand i don't know he just seems like a real scumbag th- <laughs> yeah exactly what did you say pappy pocket sand dale from uh <laughs> yeah 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 blood sport <laughs> uh so i gotta give kevin spacey a hard no dog for this one but, pappy what about you I got it. Okay, it's a no for the uh, apology, but also, I mean, like, I try to take these things case by case, and, like, this is just, like, one incident. I'm not ready to, like, call him a pedophile. Like, I need some context around the incident. It seems really fishy and bad, but uh, I, I, I know for Kevin Spacey, I guess. I didn't know for House of Cards, which just got canceled today, too. Huge Kevin Spacey Newsday. Mikey. Uh, yeah, I think the apology was just shitty. Strange. Uh, and I think Kevin Spacey is great as an actor. Uh, but I don't know. I think all of this stuff coming out of Hollywood lately, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. So I think there is certainly more people that we're going to find out have done terrible things and that industry just breeds this kind of stuff. But also, like Pep said, we don't know everything, uh, but it certainly doesn't look good, especially with that apology that he gave. One small glimmer of faith in humanity is that even if you're a beloved actor like Kevin Spacey and even if... It's a gay partnership. If you sexually assault a 14-year-old, even if it was 30 years ago, like it's still going to come up to bite you in the ass and people are going to call you out for it. So kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Anything else here, guys, as we wrap up this special Good, the Bad, and the Ugly edition? Watch the Florida Project. Uh, I'm glad House of Cards got canceled. Don't watch House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> Pappy, will you toss it to Spoiler Man? Take it away. (laughs) Spoiler Man. (laughs) I hate you so much for that. We're trying to keep it a short episode, and now it's like our second longest episode ever. Just like copy paste that silence ten or four times. <laughs> ten or four times. 
Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Please don't forget to leave us a review and leave us some stars and some words. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. The song you're hearing now was provided by Wolftron. Look for her on SoundCloud. That was Spoilers. Also, I'm gay now, and I'm going to live my life as a gay man. A gay, so, a gay goodbye, man. everybody. <laughs> Why did you word it like that? I'm off to live happily ever after as a gay man. <laughs> I played for both teams for a while, but now I'm signing with the gay man. decision it was like it was like the, the, the lebron decision he <laughs> decided just i'm taking my, my talents, talents to the, the game yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh.